0: Is the Jose show, the Jose show. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me once again for Episode 4 on The Jose Show. I am your host, Jose Antonio Roldan, Jr. All right, today we have an exciting episode, I guess if you want to call it exciting. It's going to be about french fries, potatoes, spuds, stuff like that. I posted a survey in uh, several groups that I run, uh, that I created, and I gave them the question, who has the best french fries? Now I kinda left off a few restaurants, like I've never heard of Del Taco or Hula Hands, but I left off Taco Bell, Wendy's, and Chick-fil-A, which I have in my area. But I also put McDonald's, Five Guys, Checkers and Rallies, which are the same restaurant, Steak and Shake, Culvers, Burger King, KFC, Parties, which is Carls Jr. and Dairy Queen. So this uh poll that I put up only got 84 votes, not was what what bleh, not what I was expecting. But anyway, um, the McDonald's got 25 votes because McDonald's actually won with 30% of the votes. Five guys had 23 votes, which was 27%. Checkers and rallies, 20 votes with 24%. Steak and Shake got six votes, which is 7%. Culvers, uh, four votes, which is 5%. Burger King, two votes, two percent. KFC, two votes, two percent. Hardee's, Carl's Jr., one vote, one percent, and Dairy Queen. One vote, 1%. Now, I had a few people mention Chick-fil-A, like I said, Wendy's, Del Taco. Now, I saw some of the Del Taco fries that a member of my group sent me a picture of and it. Man, those fries look pretty good. I think I've heard of Houlihan's before, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, anyway, I've had McDonald's fries. I like McDonald's fries. Probably not the best, but they're probably the second fries that I like. Five Guys are nice because I like the add, I like to add the malt vinegar to it. Gives it a good flavor. Now, Checkers and Rally's fries are basically the same fry. They're they're like a seasoned fry, and I like to eat them as is. Now, they're very greasy. This past week, I've had Checkers four times, and I shouldn't have done that, but I did. Steak and Shake, uh, they have uh, shoestring, shoestring fries, which are really tiny, and it doesn't seem like they give you a lot when you go there to eat. But hey, if you want more, just order the large. Culver's, I've only had their fries, I think, once... So I'm not too sure on how they really taste. Uh, Burger King back in the day used to have a good fry. Then they went to kind of like a crusty type fry. And I really didn't care too much for it. Now, will I eat it? Yes, I will eat it. KFC, I don't know about your area, but here in my area in Central Florida... They actually have fries now, and supposedly they're doing away with the tater logs. I kind of like the tater logs, but the fries weren't that bad either. Uh With Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, I have Hardee's in my area. You know, it's been a while since I had their fries, so I can't really comment too much on that. Dairy Queen's fries are kind of, meh, they're okay. They're not the best. But like definitely, in my opinion, I believe Checkers is the best fry that I like. Now, you may like a different fry. I could almost imagine pretty much... Every restaurant, whether it be a fast food, a dine-in, all have some sort of fries. You got steak fries, you got crinkle cut fries, you got uh, the curly fries. Oh yes, I forgot to mention Arby's. Arby's has the curly fries. I'm not too crazy about those either. They kind of remind me of checkers a little bit. They don't have too much of a flavor. Now when I eat my fries, generally, uh, if it's like McDonald's or Steak and Shake, I like ketchup. If I don't have ketchup, I use cocktail sauce. I don't have cocktail sauce. I use tartar sauce. When it comes to checkers fries, I like to eat them just as is. I don't like to add any type of seasoning, any ketchup, mustard, anything. So now let's go into a little bit of history about potatoes, which you turn potatoes into fries. Okay, so I got a little history. I got my show notes here. And at the end of the show, when I do update the website, obviously the podcast will be on the website. Plus, I'm going to have links to some of the uh, areas that I have Did a little bit of research. I had to do some research for this because, you know, I wanted to make sure that I had this all right. Now, I got this from the Internet. and People say, don't believe anything that you've seen on the Internet. Okay, so I kind of compared it with several sources. So pretty much, I believe, most of the stuff that I have here is gospel. All right, so I'm going to read you a few things. Although potato was grown in South America for millennia, the first potato patch in North America was only planted in 1719 in New Hampshire, the first French fry were served at the White House during the presidency of Thomas Jefferson some 80 years later. So, wow, Thomas Jefferson basically introduced the French fry at the White House. So, that's basically the first sighting of the French fry. Now, it was interesting. I was trying to see uh, what countries were the top producers of potatoes. I always thought it was America. Well, as I did a little research, China is number one. They produce about 99 million metric tons year india is number two they produce 48 million metric tons per year russia is number three 29 million metric tons the ukraine 22 million metric tons and the united states tops off at number five with 20 million metric tons so i'm like wow china's got us beat 99 million versus the U.S., $20 million. And interesting, potatoes is the fifth most important crop worldwide after wheat, corn, rice, and sugar cane. Now, the potatoes thought to have been first domesticated by the Andeans of South America as early as 500 B.C. The Inna grew thousands of varieties of potatoes and held the potato in high esteem. Now, the first potato had arrived in the American colonies in 1621 when Nathaniel Butler, the governor of Bermuda, sent potatoes and other vegetables to the governor of Virginia, Francis Wyatt. They did not become widely grown until 1719, when they were planted in New Hampshire and later across the country. And like I said, New Hampshire was where they were planted at, and Thomas Jefferson uh, served french fries in the White House. Now, here's an interesting fact about potatoes. It takes 10,000 pounds of potatoes to make 2500 pounds of potato chips now that's kind of interesting too now here's another interesting fact americans eat more than 16 pounds of french fries every year 16 pounds man that's a lot of french fries i don't think i eat that much because i try to stay away from fast food but it happens Now, uh, McDonald's uses about 7% of the potatoes grown in the United States for its french fries. They sell more than one-third of all the french fries sold in restaurants in the USA each year. Now, did you know that every year we consume, as a human, 110 pounds of potatoes per person? So that would be potato stroganoff, french fries, baked potato. Any way you can cook a potato, we consume 110 pounds Man, that's a lot of potatoes. Now, I also looked up, like, what is the biggest potato that has ever been grown, and it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. There was an amateur gardener. He was in Hollum, near Newark, in Nottinghamshire, which I believe that's the UK. His name is Peter Glazebrook. He grew a potato that was 8 pounds, 4 ounces, or 3.8 kilograms in his garden. It was recognized in the Guinness Book of World Records in September of 2010, Beating the previous record of seven pounds thirteen ounces, or 3.5 kilograms. So that's just some interesting facts that I uh, I kind of looked up um, about potatoes, French fries. You know, I like potato chips, I like French fries, but I try not to eat them no more than I have to because they are fried, they're greasy. Grease is not good for us. Now, I heard uh, a lot of people cook their french fries in an air fryer. Um, my mom, back in the day when I was younger, she used to actually make fresh french fries. She had one of those little contraptions where you would like cut the potato in half and kind of stick it down in this little flat area, and it had like squares in it, and it was like blades, and then she'd put a thing on top and push it down, and it out would come fresh french fries, and then she would fry them in the pan with grease because um, back then being 48, they didn't really have any like uh, containers where you could actually pour grease in, so she did hers in a cast iron skillet. Now you can buy french fries, frozen, fresh french fries that uh, somebody's already cut up and have, have them bagged So there's always kinds of ways that you can actually buy French fries. You can buy potatoes. They have different kinds of potatoes, red potatoes. Now, I had another interesting fact. Uh, Let me see if I could bring it up. That's one of the good things about having a computer right in front of you. There is a potato museum in Idaho. Now, I never knew that. That's actually pretty cool. Now, let's go look at the potato production in the United States alone. So believe it or not... Let me bring this up one second, and it's not letting me do it. How about that? All right, so here we go. Idaho grows about 14 million pounds of potatoes. This is from 2019. Washington State, 11 million pounds of potatoes. Wisconsin, 3 million pounds of potatoes. Oregon, 2 million pounds of potatoes. North Dakota, 2 million pounds of potatoes. Michigan, 2 million pounds of potatoes. Colorado, over 2 million pounds of potatoes. California, over 2 million pounds of potatoes. Minnesota, over 2 million pounds of potatoes. And Maine, over 1 million pounds of potatoes. So that is a lot of freaking potatoes, let me tell you. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this little brief history of potatoes, french fries, potato chips, whatever you want to call them. It's just some interesting facts that I looked up. At the end of the show, um, like I said, I will post the notes to some of the links that I looked at regarding where I got some of my data, now let me um change tunes now, the other day I was looking on uh, YouTube and I came across this guy named Coyote Peterson. He kind of reminds me of the Crocodile Hunter. And he has a website called BraveWilderness.com. And this guy's crazy. I was watching him and he was letting a black widow crawl on his hand. He let a bee sting him, a yellow jacket bee sting him several times. Some kind of ant, like a a bull ant type creature, sting him as well. So this guy's kind of crazy. Maybe he's Crocodile Hunter 2.0. So I will post that in the show notes on my webpage. And then the last thing I want to talk about is TVs or movie. I have Netflix, and the wife and I have been watching Money Heist on Netflix. And in Spain, it's called La Casa de Papel, which is House of Paper or Paper House. Anyway, uh, right now there's four seasons, or they call it parts, on Netflix. And the wife and I are on part four. This is a pretty daggone good episode. I really enjoy it. everybody that acts in this Series do really well with each other. It's like they, it's like they've known each other for years. So these actors are really great in this uh, series. So if you haven't seen Money Heist on Netflix, I suggest you try it out. The episodes last anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour, I believe. So it's not really that long, and we're almost done with it. We basically binged watched it. Before I end the show, I want to give a special shout out to my friend Corey Turner. I met Corey. In several of the groups that I created on Facebook. Corey is an actor and a director in movies. Now Corey is an excellent guy. This guy is very funny. He has a couple shows on YouTube called The Corey Turner Show. On The Corey Turner Show he interviews directors and actors. And also on The Corey Turner Show he has a web series called Work From Home. These episodes are really funny. The actors that are in this web series are really funny. So check that out. And the last thing I want to talk about is Corey Turner loves cars. Eats, sleeps, drinks cars. So he has a show called Corey Turner Talks Cars. Check that out also on YouTube. I will post the links to his YouTube channels in the show notes. All right, folks, that's the end of episode number four. Thanks for listening. Remember, please share and visit thejoseshow.com. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Jose Show. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And see you next time on The Jose Show.